Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to Mikel Arteta's favorite podcast in Soccer with Russ. And we hope it is because Matt Turner was actually nailed today, saved the penalty against Leon Bailey in Jamaica, the 1-1 draw for the U.S. And uh, it's just me and Heath Pierce today. Charlie, it's his birthday. and Kind of, right? It's today or tomorrow. It's today or tomorrow. Like Charlie's a birthday week kind of guy, you know? He is. He is. So Charlie's doing something for his birthday, and uh, he... Not going to be here for the hot takes. I'm sure he's going to have plenty of hot takes. I'm sure everybody else has a lot of hot takes. So make sure you hit the like and subscribe. Leave your comments. Hit us up on Twitter, ISWTPod. What are you thinking and feeling about this game, the 1-1 draw, where Jamaica goes up early and Damian Lowe in the 13th minute. And then Brandon Vasquez, who comes on as a super sub, scores six minutes later to equal it up 1-1. And that's how it'll finish. Now, Jamaica, for me, Heath, probably the strongest Mm -hmm. roster in this tournament. So not that big of a surprise. But I do want to get into the starting lineup because mm-hmm. I was pretty disappointed with who BJ Callahan rolled out. I, I don't need to see Aaron Long or Matt Miazga. I want to see Jalen Neal. I know Miles Robinson was hurt. It wasn't expected to play. He's been training on the side this whole week leading up into this game. But I wanted to see Jalen Neal and start from Jalen Neal start from the beginning as opposed to coming on at halftime for Aaron Long, who apparently came off due to a, a quad tightness or, or some type of quad injury. Yeah. That's just one of many for me, and I didn't really like the way we set up, too, with, with a double pivot of Sands and Morris. I think one would have been just fine. But I want to get your thoughts first, and, of course, everybody else, let us know your thoughts. Let's start from the very beginning, reverse engineer this. How are you feeling uh, about the starting lineup, Heath? Yeah, I'm a bit dis- – again, uh, when I look at how you play, we're playing in a tournament now, right? It's group play. And how you set up group play is about how you go about getting your results in the first game. We know that the other two, Trinidad and, and St. Kitts and Nevis, aren't, aren't going to be as big of opponents in terms of the challenge. And maybe that's where you can rotate your roster. So you go with what I think he went with more veterans and a little bit more of a conservative approach, right? Like you said, the double pivot. Don't think that's 
necessary uh, given the context. I think Aiden Morris can be a true six. James Sands has been a, a six before as well. And to have a, a double six there, um, I thought was a little bit too conservative approach. I do know that Jamaica have a lot to prove in this one, right? They had a lot to prove in that course, game. Course, when I look at this, this team, there's not a lot of continuity. There's not a lot of having played together with this group. And so while I think it was poor, I think the the, the lineup selection was poor um, in terms of, uh, of of who went out. I did like Tolkien playing. I thought that he was decent on the night. Um, uh, I, outside of that, though, it wasn't until we started getting some subs in like Vasquez, like Cowell, um, where where there started to become a, a different type of game. But like you said, I, I think it comes down to me. For me, it comes down to what was the intention of this this right, game? Right, right, Obviously, right, the intention right. was to win, right? So he rolled out of – he rolled um, a more but, veteran, experienced right. team into this one. But I don't know if that's the way to necessarily win, right? Well, what's interesting, what's interesting is that he – Felt a little bit more cavalier. I'm talking about BJ Callahan, the interim to the interim coach that's currently uh, holding court as the manager for the U.S. Men's National Team until Greg Berhalter reveals himself apparently in September, uh, getting back into the job. But it felt like he, BJ, was a little bit more cavalier and a little bit more playing on the front foot, attack-minded in the Nations League. And that was the big question for me. Is he going to maintain that mentality within the group, even though he's got a different set of players to work with? And he didn't. And I understand trying to have some type of stability in a team that is playing together for the first time and has only been around with each other. Mm -hmm. You you were on the Copa America team, right, in 2007? And and were you part of the Gold Cup team of 2007 as well? I was not. Okay, okay. So so I want to describe this to everybody because me and Heath showed up in Chicago. I don't know when you actually showed up, Heath, but I, I remember showing up like... Like I hours up while the game was I, I showed up while the game was in in the final moments of the match and I got to the hotel and I just heard Benny Philhaber scored. Right. Okay. Okay. So I showed up about four or five hours later, and it was a whole different group for that 2000s. Not a whole different, but but very similar. Only five or six, maybe seven holdovers from the Gold Cup team in 2007 that was going to go to the Copa America. And so I showed up to the hotel and. There's a whole like we know all the guys and they're celebrating because they they won something of consequence. They beat. Mexico in the final. Benny Fehlhaber scored an insane goal to win it. And so there were these crazy vibes. And it and it felt like at that point, Heath, that, that we weren't really part of that. And we weren't, obviously, but it right. didn't, it was really hard to connect with those guys in, in that moment, right? And you felt like a bit of an outsider. And I assume the guys that are currently at the Gold Cup were like, well, we weren't part of the Nations League. And now we're trying to shift gears. And the coaching staff's trying to do the same thing. And then you go down and and we could argue going from Nations League to Gold Cup is a little less uh, stressful than it's going even, from a gold cup to Copa America. But I just feel like there's yeah. there's there's I just want to talk about the mentality of the group and how hard it is to shift that focus. Oh, uh, but it, 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 it's I just want to throw that out there because I think I think yeah. it does play into to how stunted we were in terms of holding possession, uh, uh trying to figure out and solve problems like in real time like oh you actually like to pick up the ball here and not here. I mean it's different when you train with it guys and then when you're actually playing in a meaningful game. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and first of all, like I don't think BJ went rogue in the Nations League and then now he's under like the watchful eye of Greg Berhalter and Greg Berhalter's texting him throughout the game to puppeteer this match. Anybody who's pl- playing that conspiracy theory is 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 like a little bit too far out there for me to really buy into that. What I will say, though, is that, and I said this about 
the Canada match with our with our A team, right? Which was this was going to be Canada. I thought was going to be a much bigger challenge because of the way in which they came out against us, right? Jamaica will fight. They're willing to do the work. They're willing to work hard. They got the first goal this time, right? And that changes the whole dynamic of a game. We got that first goal against Canada. That changed everything uh, for that match. And the U.S. doesn't usually put ourselves in a position to, to, to pad those leads and like sort of protect them in a way that forces other teams to have to make adjustments. This was a night where I thought the rhythm was off. I thought individual players uh, were off. And I think it's a wake-up call, right? Because the pathway yeah. now leads to probably – uh, an earlier match, like a semifinal match against the Mexico. And this group is a mix of experiences of guys who are fringe a pool. You have some guys with a lot of experience in the national team that I don't think are necessarily part of that a group. And then you've got some C guys like it is not this idea that we could have just rolled out an all attacking lineup against Jamaica. And it would have been different. I I, I don't think that was necessarily the case. No, I, I do think you now have to, I do think you now have to review some of these players didn't show up for you. Right. And you went with veterans. Some of those veterans didn't show up for you. You went with some some other options. You went with a formation like a double pivot. That's pretty conservative. And we had trouble breaking down lines and passing and being able to advance the ball into dangerous areas. Yes. Once Cade Cal come on, came on once once Roldan came on, once Vasquez came on. Um, I didn't think Ferrer was horrible. But again, in the grand scheme of things, we've got to look at it through this lens. We selected these players for this Gold Cup, Jimmy. We're not going to be able to just say, okay, all all the players we don't want to see that made the roster, we don't want to see them play. Like, that's just not going to happen. So what we have to do then is put this team in the right position to be able to actually win games and convincingly with the players that we do have. And I don't want to see us default back to who has the most caps and who has the most experience yes. to go into these well, that's, I think that would be different in these next games. But we're, we're now in a position where we're competing for the top spot in the group. We were able to get out of that with a with with – with a draw, which is really, really important. Had we lost that, we're in big trouble. But we got the draw, and now you, I want to see us roll out a more attacking, more creative, more ambitious lineup um, that you could default to being more conservative in the second halves versus vice versa. Like, hey, now we're going to throw numbers out to go and get that goal that we didn't get, uh, and now we're down a goal. Yeah, I, I think to put a button on the on the starting lineup, I, I, if we're going to test guys, if we're going to, to your point, you know, get, I don't say blood, blood them or whatever, whatever the phrase might be. I'd rather just make mistakes in some ways with the younger guys. Like if we're going to make mistakes, let, let's see what the younger guys have uh, at their disposal. I, I think about Jalen Neal. I think about Brian Reynolds. The fact that DeAndre Yedlin is starting for us in 2023. Yeah, I, listen, that's, the, the, I, I, I love just, DeAndre, what he's done for the national team. But totally, like, 100%. I, two I, World Cups, I'm, no problem. I'm not going to, I'm not going to swing the way of many of these people on the internet that think everybody's either great or they suck. Like there are people that have right, put in right. shift. There's people that have earned respect for me. Um, but if they're not at the international level anymore that we want, and I'm not saying he's, he's not capable because he's, he's been a consistent guy Dude, throughout the whole process. We have plenty process, of guys that are But I think we have plenty of guys right? that are knocking on the door that we can use this to really test them. Yes. Are they, see. are they international caliber? Are they a team caliber? Are they a starting caliber in our national team? And I feel like too often, like if our default is to Deandre Yedlin, who I think is solid, we, we clearly but, haven't advanced that far with our player pool. I, thank you. I, I'll also add that with Brian Reynolds in particular, what are we going to learn about him against St. Kitts and Nevis? I, well, I honestly, I don't, I don't know what we're going to learn from him. In that I don't regard. think he's necessarily learning Jimmy, but I do think it's, it's an opportunity for crucial minutes that we've seen. Like you go back to it, right? Um, Stu Holden gold cup, 
Um, uh, who else? Who else broke out um, from 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 um, the the gold cups of the past? I'm, I'm a breakout breakout in yeah. gold cup as well. Clint Dempsey, we both there, got our first yeah. cups in gold there, cups. There, you know. there, there is guys that break out from gold cups, and especially there's been a few like Stu Holden that were part of non A team gold cups and had an opportunity to then rise um, rise up with a string of games, right? What we're going to learn against St. Kitts may not be whether players are good enough or not, but it could be the thing that gets them more games, right? Where they're like, okay, they're there. They're at the international level. We're going to give them another run, okay? But it's a bigger pressure now against against uh, uh, against the Trinidad. Okay, now we're into the knockout rounds. We got the quarterfinals, right? Okay, what are we going to do in that type of situation? Um, who are we going to go with? Have those players proven in those two games that we can trust them in the quarterfinal? And I think that's the string of – of, uh, or sequence of events right. I would love to see against Jamaica, but clearly somebody didn't trust or feel like we were ready to put out a bunch of inexperienced guys um, in this. That's, I don't want to say for me that's a mistake. Like, yeah, I agree. That's a mistake. I I I, I want to see Brian Reynolds go up against Leon Bailey. I don't know who he's going to go up against against St. Kitts, but I know it's not someone of the quality of Leon Bailey. And that's what I want to know what, what Brian Reynolds is, is ready for. Can, can he be, if he makes mistakes, well, cool. Then we learned that maybe he's not the guy at the time. We already know what DeAndre Yed, Yedlin brings. I can't enunciate. We, we know what Aaron Long, Matt Miazga, and I know Miles Robinson was out. I would have preferred to see ne- uh, Neil and, and Robinson, of course. Uh, Dewan Jones is a little disappointed. I, I'd like to see him potentially, but, but Tolkien was fine. Sands and Morris. I don't know if they got put in the best position. Obviously, Morris, I don't think he played his way out of the team. Didn't didn't look good. Uh, Senora, yeah, super, super left-footed, by the way, Alan Senora. Uh, Mihailovic, I wanted to see him, and we didn't get to see him until later, and that was a bit of a disappointment. And I wish if he had, in some ways, given how Ferreira was dropping into midfield to kind of connect and, and look to combine, and obviously was in and around and looking for people to combine with and not having maybe uh, he did set up Jordan Morris right there right at the end of the half that – that if he just played back, actually, JMO, if he just would have slid it back across, it could have been a nice tap in for Ferreira. But, yeah, but he at least had some combination play there, Ferreira. You could just drop him in the 10. Imagine Mihalovic and, and like almost like a double eight or a double 10. Yeah. And then you have Vasquez up high and you got Cade Cal on the other side, who's you know just just super dynamic and eager and ready to take people on and yeah. risk take the whole time. And then Zendejas, maybe with with more guys around him, maybe would have stood out a little bit more. Uh, that I thought he was off, though. Thinking, I, I thought he was I, yeah, off. Yeah, I wonder if you he know, was pressing. I, I don't know, man. There's there's so much. Yeah, to but I but I, I, I thought Senora Senora was off. Here's here's what I think, Jimmy, and and where I find some importance in this. Remove uh, Miazga from the conversation. Remove um, who else? Ferreira from the conversation of oh, we've already seen them. Actually, even remove. Uh, I'm disappointed with with the fact that we're playing Yedlin still at this point, right? And the opportunity is what it is, and there's enough pressure off this group. I think that it's a chance to play other players. That's a big, weird one for me, but that's sort of been the theme for me for like, I don't know, 18 months now with Yedlin um, uh, compared to like the, you know, we've brought seven, seven def- right backs to the world cup type of thing. Um, but, but what I do think we're seeing is, is guys who have been in the a pool, right? That's your Zendejas, Sonora, these guys that maybe they're not there yet. And, and, and I wish Charlie was here. Cause I would want to talk about um, Aiden Morris, where I've been so hot on this guy. <laughs> at the league level and, Charlie would be and so, i and i so, talked to, so into you right now yeah. i'd be like busting and, and, your balls and, and, about it and i'm okay with the fact that my biggest concern with him is always especially with a lot of these midfielders we've seen it in the past that come out of these system-based teams or are really good at the club level and it doesn't translate to the speed and the intensity of the international game we know what that's like jimmy it is a completely different level 
and not necessarily a higher skill level because you're playing against you're playing against whoever you're playing against, but it's a speed and intensity, the ability to make decisions and think and have that confidence in, in, in split seconds. The game gets so much quicker. And Aiden Morris, I think, was off again today. Uh, Sands again, like I would love to see. The good thing is, is we're going to see both of them throughout the tournament. One of the, I hope they move to a single six and we can move on from that and test them who's going to win out in this tournament to see. I'm not saying they're going to knock on the door of the yeah, 18, but, who could, but we're going to see course, who can hold but, the ground, but, who can hold that position right, down right. for, for right. the gold cup and, and enter the depth chart on some level. Right. Um, and so I think that's, that's again, an eye opener. And you only get that Jimmy, when you get into the national team in games, you can talk about anybody at the club level and how good they are. But until you get into games where it's not easy and you're not having a night where I go back to Bob Bradley's comments where eight or nine of your teammates are having great games, you're going to win. But on a night that you don't have eight or nine of your teammates having a great game and you got to have a great game and you've got to figure out a way to dig out of that and those types of things, that's when you see these players. And in a night like this, we exposed a lot of things about a lot of these players that they're not necessarily above or 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 like at a level where it's like on a night where everybody's bad, I'm going to be good, right? Outside of a, a, a couple of guys who I thought were okay on the night. Yeah, it's interesting. And a shout out to Charlie Davies, who apparently is listening right now. Hopefully he's got rich mahogany behind him while he's listening. Or, or I don't know, maybe his driver is uh, taking him in a, in a nice spot. But uh, Charlie says oh, Chuck's saying I'm flip-flopping. Flip no, 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 no. no. Chuck, Charlie, Chuck. you must have just logged in if you didn't hear that. I didn't flip-flop. I said... Aiden Morris' biggest challenge is whether or not he can take it to the international level. And we discussed that more than just today. And today he was bad. He has not shown in his games with the national team that it translates. That is all, That doesn't mean I like him less when I see him play for his club team. But it means that it's the player that doesn't have the quality at the international level yet. I'm, I'm not, I got no problem saying that. Imagine, imagine Charlie calling you out for being a flip flopper when oh, I know Charlie not have done that with Greg Burrow. Charlie was, a, I'm just, Charlie was, a, Charlie was or, on the stage Brand, like, Brand like a fish. Vasquez. You know, Charlie, somebody had to Charlie on a reel with a fish about Greg's the best American, uh, you know, option. Yeah, I'm not going down that route. When, when, talking about when, backtracking when, when Chuck's uh, listened all 20 like positive stats about Greg Burrow, we know that the, the backtrack and flip flopping is real. But uh, focusing on this game, because we know that Chuck can't really defend himself outside of being in the comments at the moment. So I'll have to wait him. Happy birthday, Chuck, by the way. Yeah, happy birthday, um, Chuck. Yeah. 45 never looks so, so good, much Chuck. that you're at the beach right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but with regard to uh, the subs, let's say, let's just kind of focus on, on that. Or you, I don't know if you want to talk about the first goal. I know that uh, Aaron Long was marking Damian Lowe on that particular play. But as a former mm -hmm. center back, you could tell that they were holding a high line and Matt Miazga had mm -hmm. just dropped off to mark his guy. Happens all the time and at all levels. Yeah. But what my issue is, why even try to attempt to do that with a group of players that you don't normally play with? It's one thing when you're with your club and you can work on it day in and day out. And you can work on the timing mm -hmm. of that and, and whatever it may be. But well, you tend that, to be you generally tend tactically be a little bit more neutral in the national team. Wasn't that your experience? Like yeah, totally, not, totally. And the but club team, that, you can take these risks risk and these chances the to swing. Season, right? But like you said, I, I think that wherever whoever set that line, either tactically before the game or in the game, not a great uh decision because you get punished and you're playing against I mean, multiple Premier League players. Like you can't just say the US was bad. Jamaica's got a lot of good players too. They got a very good um, and, and and again we called it from the beginning that they are a favorite, not a necessarily a dark horse. They are a favorite and they've reached two finals of like the last four. And now they've got a much better squad. The US is bad tonight. But like, you know, 
And, and the last three times we played against them, uh, they've all been mm -hmm. close. We had a, a couple close ones in qualifying, 2-0, I guess that was the one in Austin. They were pretty uninspired in that one, Jamaica, if I remember correctly. And uh, Ricardo Pepe scored two in that one. And then the 1-1 in Kingston, and then uh, even in the Gold Cup quarterfinals in 2021, it was a 1-0. And we had to score late. Matthew Hoppy scored uh, late mm -hmm. in that one. So, so Jamaica's always a tough test, and, and a shout-out to... They're players, man. Damari Gray coming over, obviously dropped a diamond for that first goal. And and they just, Leon Bailey, I think, took a couple scalps on some megs uh, later in the game, too. So, I mean, they've, oh they've obviously took got bodies. some players. Took bodies. But, I see but them floating I think, in the sky right now. Those bodies I think what's interesting about Jamaica, though, is they, they, in some ways, play to their stereotype where you can see their talent. You can see all of that. And then they just lacked a little bit of that. I don't say maturity sounds like the wrong word, but just like that, that, that. That management of the game of like, hey, we're up one zero, yeah, and, and they late, let us late in the game though. Back. Late in the game though, I would but say sure, they, sure, they, sure. Their, their pressing lines, their triggers, their line of confrontation, all did look more organized than I've ever seen from them in terms of like the principles of play. I think looked far more advanced, right? When we saw them yeah. in qualifying yeah. again, and we thought that okay, they've 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 added Miko Antonio, they're going to be great, and you just saw like, oh, there's kind of gaps everywhere in terms of yeah, quality right. as well as like right. a system. I think. Some of that was better, but like you said, the naivety towards the end of not being able to just say, hey, now it's time to like, you know, batten down well, and, and grind this out. Yeah, well, we'll talk about Jamaica a little bit more after this first break of In Soccer We Trust. So don't go anywhere. It's the recap of the U.S. Men's National Team's 1-1 draw against Jamaica. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everyone, to In Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Heath Pierce. And Charlie Davies is apparently listening in his... He's on a helicopter, room. he said. And he said, <laughs> you're not, and, he said and, he's, and he said you're not critical enough, Jimmy, just so you know. Uh, that I'm not critical feels, enough. Yeah, it feels like, you, you know, uh, Charlie feels like you're being a little, little easy. You know, a little light. Easy. I, easy. I, I've, I've, oh, listen, here I we go. Jimmy, we got Jimmy triggered Not finally. A, it happened. Let's go, Jimmy. Listen, Let it out. I, I am completely pissed off about the, the starting lineup um, and, and the selections we made in the formation. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to also like take into consideration my own experiences of how hard it is to move from one tournament to another, which we talked about the 2007 uh, Gold Cup in Copa America. And trying to work with that new group and get everybody on the same page and trying to say, hey, if I'm the coach and, and knowing that Bob Bradley and his staff were working through this, we want to take that emotion and momentum that we just had from winning something special and then play it into this. But this is a whole completely different set of circumstances and players and, and how are we going to find uh, the best situation mm -hmm. to have success. Now, Remember? these guys played against Jamaica and we played against Argentina. <laughs> and so, yeah. it, uh, And we had to fly, fly down to Venezuela. Argentina A. 
Argentina, yeah, Argentina A. A, A team, and uh, we gave Marvell win his first cap against Argentina. Yeah. I have got, A. I've got plenty to get triggered about. I don't even want to. I don't even know why I'm Jimmy. That real quick, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, sore stuff for me. Let me, let me go back to to a, a, a period of time was when we played Japan and Saudi Arabia before the World Cup, right? And we right. lacked this killer instinct and belief. And then we got in the World Cup and we figured out, yes, we didn't score goals. And yet, like, I'm not, I'm not, we're, I'm not going to rehash the World Cup. But I remember Saudi Arabia, the 0-0, and Japan, the 2-0 over the U.S. in our tune-up for the World Cup. And I remember thinking, this is a reminder that this is the international game. Right. Mm -hmm. And very rarely do you play against a, a team like you're not sitting in a, in a video room studying a team against your style of play and making little adjustments. Right. You're rolling out a pretty new group against a group. You have no idea how Jamaica is going to come out. You don't know if they're going to press. They're going to drop. They're going to be in a mid block, low block, high block. Who's going to play? Who's not? You don't know anything. Right. You know that they've got a bunch of players now that, that, that have committed to Jamaica. And it is a different world. I'm not giving any excuses. What I'm saying is that. What you do then and what what you made your name on and I did and why we stuck around for a while, what, what Chuck did, is you go out and you compete and you use the intelligence to figure the game out, right? Find a way to be impactful. I'm not saying every game that I played with the national team I was good or bad, but you find a way to be impactful. And I look at those games against Saudi Arabia and Jamaica as ones that are reminders that the international game, every game is going to be completely different. You know, like I would have thought, OK, right. we would have controlled possession, had had the life of the game. Jamaica was chasing everything. They were willing to compete and make the game really small for us and make it really fast and force us to have to have a level of technique that clearly we didn't have the confidence to have on a night like that. That is the international game. And when I think about our A team or our B team or what I think this is, is a hybrid BC, like I, I it exposes you at the international level. And credit to the US for going out and getting getting a result out of this a quote unquote result right after being down 1-0 uh and and Matt Turner making a huge save on the penalty that's a massive yes. thing to overcome that in a game like this that that is credible that is team building towards the future of this tournament because I do think we're going to win the next two games and get out of the group hopefully top of the group but there was a lot of things that I think it exposed about a reminder that the international game is different. And this idea that we're just going to run over everybody just never happens forever for us. You know, it happens for a window. Maybe it's the right type of opponent. Maybe it's the right type of day. Maybe it's because we have people in form and we have great players on our first team. But that cannot be the expectation always going forward either. No, no, no. I, I think that's important insight there. And, and hopefully people are absorbing that in the right way. Speaking of Matt Turner, he's amazing at penalties. And it makes me laugh that uh, I think Arsenal went out in the Europa League in penalties and they still went with Aaron Ramsdale when they had the beast on the bench. And I kind of wonder. He's got those eyebrows, you know? He's got those eyebrows <laughs> and those, those crazy eyes that you see, like, if you're watching this live right now, like, he's like it's like an advantage of some kind, you know? It's like a brim, like a hat brim that allows him to zone in on, uh, zone in on making the play. What's interesting, and this is a, a fun fact here from Paul Carr, uh, a longtime friend of ours. He said the U.S. men's national team opponents have scored two of six penalties versus Matt Turner. Two saves, two misses, and two goals. So uh, shout out to him. I think it's also Matt Turner's birthday. I don't know how he feels about sharing it with Charlie Davies, but uh, here we are. Also, I, I do want to. It's Messi's birthday also. Wow. Look at all the special people. Sharing, and Raquel Mays. Jimmy, you got a Raquel May story. I do have a Raquel May story that we don't need to go back into the 2007 Copa America. Yeah. You want to get me triggered again. But but I do want to talk very quickly about uh, go back to Jamaica because uh, Hamir Hel Helgrimson, the, the coach for Jamaica, 
he took over about nine months ago, and he still hasn't won. They now have four draws and four losses in, in, in him being in charge. And I find him to be quite interesting because he was part of the coaching staff with Iceland when they got the, had a great run in the 2016 Euros, got them qualified for the 2018 World Cup, and now took over. And I actually thought this was pretty inspired from Jamaica. All right, they got some guy that kind of knows how to get the most out of a particular group, knows how to elevate the performances and, and really try to either get them to overachieve or, or to match their potential because we all obviously know that Jamaica – has that in spades. They have so much potential and talent. And can they get that harnessed and, and all working together and, and making that happen? I mean, that's kind of the same MO for every team out there. But but Jamaica, for whatever reason, hasn't turned that into, outside of getting to a Gold Cup final, um, haven't really turned that into some viable success. But I think you and I can both look at this and say they have a great chance of winning this tournament if they can kind of just get out of their own way. And they couldn't hold on to the lead, which we're, we're excited about from a U.S. perspective. But I think if you're Jamaican, you're like, we they blew that. Too? Are they favorites too, Jimmy, to to qualify as the next team for the World Cup above a Panama Costa Rica? I, I do think yes. I think Panama and Costa Rica are both going through somewhat of a – we relied on older generation for a long time, and we now have to kind of so bring our younger players along. Yeah, I think Mexico's in that spot too, but obviously they automatically qualify because they're hosting. I, I think that Jamaica would be my, my fourth best team in CONCACAF right now, but this is a big tournament for them. And I think there's probably conversations. I mean, Mikel Antonio is not young, right? You have uh, a lot of these guys that are in their 30s. You've now convinced Amari Gray to come over. And I'm sure there may be a few others that can come over and, and help you know, solidify this team. But I think defensively is where I worry. I think they're going to create plenty of chances. And obviously, they should have maybe scored two off the, off the penalty from Leon Bailey. They got saved by Matt. But, but I do like Leon Bailey's follow-up miss also. <laughs> yeah, a horrible follow-up miss. The right, I know it's not. I know he's very, very left footed, also, but like that was pretty bad for him. But you know, in those moments, I mean, not that I took a lot of penalties, but you know, in those moments where you you get your penalty saved and you go, like, oh, you know, (laughs) sometimes it's hard for you to to, to click back on to just 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 finish the play, right? And and I think he was in his feelings Mm, for about he's Leon Bailey, he doesn't get that excuse. I get that excuse if I take a penalty, he doesn't get that excuse. So, so anyway, uh. I know we're going to have a proper preview for for our next game, and there's a lot to break down, of course. But in terms of the subs that you saw from B.J. Callahan, we saw one at halftime with Aaron Long that was apparently based on injury. Don't know if it was already predetermined because, you know, when you come off at half, it feels predetermined at times. Uh, I know that there people want Aaron Long off the team. In, in general, I, I don't need to see him at the national team anymore, and I was actually pretty surprised that he was – included in this group. I would have loved to see Austin Trusty. We discussed this before where Miles Robinson had his coming out party in the 2021 Gold Cup, and I thought this could be a good opportunity for Austin to have the same. Miles Robinson, that's the name I was thinking of, Jimmy. Finally. Well, he's hurt. A guy who came out during a – I know, but a guy who came out during a Oh, but a recent guy. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, it was a big opportunity, a big stepping stone for him to to earn that trust, right? I remember remember it was – in that Gold Cup, it was between Miles and James Sands. It's like, who's going to be the emerging one? And then Miles – ultimately prove that he was the guy that we needed to trust in those moments. And I think Austin Trusty could have been another one. Now, I know that there's club implications and he was on loan from Arsenal and will he go back to Birmingham and all these types of stuff. They got to get figured out. And I, and I respect that, but it just would have been a good opportunity. Obviously, John Brooks was another one who's already settled, but maybe with Greg coming back in, that was going to be, I don't know. what. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's interesting, but it, it was disappointing tonight. I know that you and, and Charlie are looking for me to be more critical, maybe our audiences as well. I'm trying to just kind of absorb the whole thing because I don't know what else people expected. 
This is our yeah. BC team that haven't played together. We have we were coming off of, of a very comprehensive performance against our two biggest rivals in CONCACAF. I felt like this is what we were going to see. I went on CBS Sports HQ and said, if I'm a betting man, I kind of like Jamaica to win or draw. It was like plus 400 or something crazy because Jamaica yeah. was coming into this with a little, something more to prove, I think, overall as a group. We were just going to be a little bit unsettled. We're shifting emotions from, from success to, okay, what do we have ourselves here? We had a bunch of guys. I just wanted to see the starting lineup. I wasn't impressed by it. And we got the performance that I expected, given all of these elements that are taken into it. So when people are upset or pissed off or whatever, I'm like, what? Why? I, where were your expectations if you're pissed Honestly, off? I'm kind, I'm kind of where I, I thought we were going to be. And, and yeah. we, to your point, we, we got to be thankful that, that we got a draw out of it because it just takes a little bit of pressure off the next two games. Oh, I agree. And that's, that's that sort of fighting spirit, never say die spirit of, the, of, of, of playing for the national team, which I think is a really important factor in building confidence with this group. To go and Charlie saying soft again, uh, to build soft. to build towards yeah, towards okay, trying to go on a deep run in this in this Gold Cup. I, I think what everybody truly wants is just a bunch of young players on there. That's what I want. I, I all I think about is who is the next guy to push everybody out. That's sort of how I spend my uh, free time is looking at like the 16s and 17 year olds. And Chuck hates that because he thinks none of them are yeah, are going to push anybody out. But but that, that's truly what I would like to see. But I also know that like putting out a team against a Jamaica team that could 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 embarrass you is also not the way you want to start. So he took his chances. I think he got it wrong in terms of the lineup. But if we were to change things, you're talking about changing two or three players. You can't change nine, right? I just don't see how you build out put out a team against Jamaica. Now in the future, I think I think we've learned a lot from this one. It's whether or not are we listening, are we paying attention, are we willing to critically think about how we went about getting a, a result um, and how it could have been worse. It could have been two nil and we could have lost that one. And we'd be on a very difficult pathway um, to a final. And and that's what I think we need to be able to judge them on. Yes. I'm not going to get anything out of St. Kitts in terms of who we roll out or who the team is and whether they're good enough or not, but we can be able to respond to see who are, who are they now willing to give chances to um, in these next couple of games? Yeah. And, and, if it's not the guys I want, then I'm going to be pissed again. Okay, so Charlie's saying soft. I, I don't. What is soft versus hard here? Do I go in and be like, "Oh, that guy was terrible. That guy was terrible. That guy was terrible." Listen, we we can all see who played well and who didn't. If, for me mm -hmm. to hear to 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 what is that? I'm not friends with any of these guys. Like I don't need to be friends with any of these guys. You're not, it's not, I, I am Jimmy. I'm I'm close friends with all of them. Yeah. Right. 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 Anyway. Charlie's trying to trigger me right now with regard to, to, to being soft. I'm, I'm just disappointed in, in a lot of, in a, in a lot of it, but I also understand that when I think about the individual performances, we're you, you I, I don't know, maybe I've got my coaching hat on too much and I'm, I don't have my, my pundit hot take hat on right now, but I just, that's exactly the performance that I expected from this group, especially after I saw the starting lineup. I just thought the starting lineup was uninspired, and and I was a little disappointed by the players that did get their chances that they will, didn't perform. They will have, they will have their moment to be judged in this tournament. Right, the first game of the tournament, tactics I think were were off. The courageousness of the players that did play I thought were off. The selection was off, but. It is what it is. And we ended up getting the draw out of that. And that keeps us on a, on a, on a solid pathway. The, the reckoning will come because they are supposed to win this tournament. And we're going to judge them based on every single one of these performances that they have along the way. You know, 
let's not forget that we've always been better than Trinidad, but Trinidad did what they did to us in 2018. Trinidad is going to make it hard, even though they came into this tournament because uh, Nicaragua were kicked out of the tournament. St. Kitts in their first ever gold cup. Maybe they learned something in their first game against Trinidad. Maybe they don't, but we're going to figure some things out along the way. And the time is going to come where we can smack, smack somebody um, if, if they're not getting it done. All right. So let's take a look at the rest of group a, and then just talk about some of the other favorites in this one. As you can see, if you're watching on the YouTubes, of course we played uh, Jamaica today. We have what well, Trinidad and St. Kitts uh, battle it out tomorrow. And then we are back in action on June 28th against St. Kitts, which should be a good one. That game's in St. Louis. And then July 2nd, we will be taking on Trinidad, which probably will determine if we finish first or second. I guess, I don't know, Jamaica Jamaica versus Trinidad will also happen on June 28th. That'll obviously determine who is going to be in the driver's seat for first or second as well. But that 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 uh, Trinity game is going to be a big one, Heath, and, and I'm looking forward to it already July 2nd. Obviously, St. Kitts as well. I just don't know. I'm just curious how conservative we come out in that particular game. Still disappointed BJ Callahan. I, I wanted to see a lot of his mentality and, and formation stuff and, and emphasis on playing on the front foot a little more than we saw today. But anyway, we already got into that a little bit. Let's talk about then favorites. You saw a, a, a good shout of or a good part of what Jamaica is going to be bringing to the table. Obviously, plenty of attacking prowess and, and have the players that can hurt you individually, then collectively as well as they start to continue. I, I think, let me say it like this. Let me, let me go back. I think this was the best time to play Jamaica. This was the first time, and I know that I took a shot at uh, uh, Hamir uh, Halgrimson, the coach for, for Jamaica, for not winning any games, right? He hasn't won any games since he's been hired. But this is really the first time he's had his whole group at his disposal, and he adds Damari Gray. So I feel like they're only going to get stronger as this tournament goes along. And that's why I think they're still going to be in the running, uh, in, in the semis for sure, and then potentially even get into the final and, and making some noise there. Mexico doesn't have as strong of a team, and Canada does not, doesn't have all their players either. And I think that makes J uh, Jamaica very, very dangerous in this particular one. So to play them first, I think, get that out of the way, get a result. Is good. Is is there anybody else that's standing out for you outside of the obvious ones? And and who do you actually like, let's say, outside of the U.S.? So I, I, I don't know if this is going to be very clear-cut for the U.S., depending on who we face in the knockout rounds. But, uh, you know, we got to perform when the No, but I, 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 I think, again, I go, back to, I go back to our 2009 loss in the final. Like, we – I believe it was – a. Was it Haiti or something that was a last minute goal that 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 we were able to get the draw that put us top of the group because we would have had to play Mexico uh, in the semifinal at that point? Like I think about some of those moments um, in these gold cups of the past. And that was another that was a that was a B team group by and large. There was a few of us that were like pool players from from the A group, but it wasn't like, you know, the the the, the main group because we came off of Confederations Cup and and um and I think about that as, as a pathway that it was never easy even then to, to, to get to a final, right? We, we, we clawed out in the last minute against, I think it was Haiti, um, that either Stu Holden scored or Sasha or maybe it's Beckerman. I don't remember what it was. But we got out of it and ended up getting the uh, result we needed. Um, and it was, a, it was a grind, right? And you play against each team who plays you differently and they learn from the game before and they can make it tough. And so I think the U.S. still has, uh, I think, a, a, one of the two favorites to, to win this tournament. Uh, but but Jamaica certainly up there as well. I think now in terms of the the their belief that they got out of this tonight, probably feeling a little hard done that hey man we could have had all of these points tonight and that would have teed us up perfectly. But we're just you know a few moments away from being really good. 
Yeah, I think uh, we could probably use the same narrative and argument for the U.S. as well, that you know, that first game was going to answer some questions for us. We got some of those questions answered, and now BJ and the coaching staff can kind of figure out the best 11 for us moving forward, at least, at least continue to work towards that as we play St. Kitts on June 28th and then Trinidad on July 2nd. I'm excited, obviously, to see how these guys perform, how they respond to this, because obviously it wasn't uh, the best performance for a lot of our guys. And, um, yeah, it should be interesting. I, I do want to say I was captain of, of the U.S. for that game against Haiti. So I was remember thinking there's no way. I never wanted to lose a game when I was captain. I never wanted so to why did you interrupt ever, me, Jimmy? You? Who scored then? Who scored? Who was it? Was, it? It, was Stu, it was Stu Holden. Stu Holden Stu? scored like a okay. Then, yeah, he scored a banger like in the. I just remember minute. there's there's the pictures that I have, two, and I remember two, two, there two draw. everybody chasing chasing him down the field and like shrugging off whatever. And I think Beckerman was in the shot, and whoever else was there. Um, but I remember that. Um, I remember that specifically. Big memory for me. Yeah, it was a Almost big memory, traumatic. and uh, <laughs> but yeah, that result ultimately put us second, I think, in our group. We went and played Panama. No, in it put in us Philly. top of the group. It would have put us second if we hadn't, and we would have had to face Mexico in a semifinal versus a uh, final. That's right. That's right. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I, in I wonder, hindsight would have been better. <laughs> yes, it might have been better. I because I I got a concussion and got knocked out in that that quarterfinal game, which that's probably right. changed the trajectory of my career. But we don't need to, We don't need to do what ifs and sliding doors and any of that type of stuff. All right, we're going to take our second and last break of in soccer. We trust. When we come back, we're trying to get the mighty Charlie birthday boy Davies on the show. We're going to talk about the FIFA Club World Cup coming to American shores. This could be a great four years or five years if we get the Women's World Cup as well. I mean, there's just a lot going on for soccer in the U.S., and that is very exciting, so don't go anywhere. Welcome back to In Second We Trust. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Hollywood Heath Pierce, and we thought we were going to have Charlie Davies with us after the break, but we don't know where he is. Oh, wait. Wait, wait. We're seeing some... Oh, he's oh sipping my. some really wine. Him? Look at this guy. Is this a video? Is him? Or is it actually him? I don't know. He's <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> is, what is is oh, that man. like uh is that a wallpaper? What is, what, is it where what, is what it is daytime happening? where you are? Yeah, where's the what is happening? Where are you, Chuck? I told Charlie you. Charlie killed, killed a cow. <laughs> um First off, I was just trying to trigger you guys in the comments. I know there are oh, some you people. You almost had Jimmy. You had Jimmy. You had Jimmy I, I, on I the edge. That was the closest Jimmy. I've seen. No, I had Jimmy. Jimmy. Had, I, I can tell Jimmy's had Jimmy's had some Jimmy's had some expensive therapy in his life because I saw him get to the edge and and he just brought it right back in. You know, and I can just tell that <laughs> that is a that is somebody made a lot of money off Jimmy getting Jimmy to that place where he can't get triggered. You know, because uh, I get triggered easy. You know, and I and I think about it every day. What's you know what's it going to cost me to stop this? And Christopher right. walking in the comments, YouTube comments, it was me. I'm just popping in to say what up to my guys because um, I had a, a long travel day. But, uh, yeah, it was a disappointing game. I mean, there's there's nothing more to say than what you guys had already said, although I think, Jimmy, you went a little easy on them. All the excuses that you went around with the, oh, it's a new group and they just won a championship trophy. And, you know, dude, that, we went from – them beating That's real, Mexico That's to real. playing eight eight teams in Copa America. You can't make that comparison. I, I I wasn't necessarily making the comparison as in terms of opponents. I'm just talking about the mentality and emotion. That that was hard. It it felt weird because I would sh- I showed up in 2007 at the hotel and like all the guys are celebrating. You're like, do do I go celebrate with them or I I just went back to my room. It just felt it felt like there was two different yeah. things happening at once. And you know, it was you know, honestly it was super awkward. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. I went. I, 
you know, I went, I took that cup. I said, Hey, Landon, let me get that thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I think for this group, similar to, to us, you knew who was on the A team. You knew that it was an opportunity and you had to, you had to do everything you could to put yourself in, in that light of could I be that player to make the transition from the BC team to the A team or be in the conversation so that if a player gets out of form or a player gets injured, I'm the one who's called up. I didn't see that from this group today. I didn't see that. But Chuck, Jamaica, would, would you agree Jamaica though? Were the would you, better would team you, over Chuck, 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But would you agree though? And, and I agree with you, but you, would you agree that it is easier if you were a guy who said, I'm an A team guy and you get a chance with the A team versus stepping in with a completely new group and and proving that you're on the A team in a one-off match where you where a number of your teammates are also off like to be the one that stands out among above all that like that's also that's also hard on a night where the team collectively was pretty bad oh 100% but you you would hope for like some sparks and all three of us we were disappointing in the starting 11 there's there's no doubt it, it was Back to practical starting 11, a, a, a starting 11 where we've seen, we, we know that the ceilings of the players, a lot of the players who started. This is a tournament where I want to see Kate Cowell to see what he looks like from, a, from the start against a, a full Jamaican side. I want to see what that looks like. I want to see what uh, uh, Georgie Mihailovic looks like from the start, not coming off the bench. And they did make an impact when they came off the bench, and that's really hard to do in in an international stage to come in so wholesale changes and expect to to be as good as you would have been had you started the game so a lot of those decisions that went the other way i was really disappointed with and then on top of that to get the the performances that you got from those same guys which you were which we all expected i think was even more of a letdown on top of it right so it wasn't that you got anything different from those players who, who have had chance after chance after chance, and I agree it felt like it felt like in the Nations League, we 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 stepped away from that, and we we played a, a different formation and having a ten and Gio Reyna being that guy and and it felt with Balogun that there was a, a a new sense of hope and excitement and Chris Richards who hasn't played at all playing alongside Miles R- Robinson absolutely killed it they bossed it so you felt like all right there's no more of uh, no no more favorites there's no more uh we're, we're going to hand you know xyz caps because we've already seen them and we feel comfortable with them because they're good locker room guys that that those days are gone this is a new cycle let's test guys let's see what what this new group is all about or guys who have been on the outskirts um so from that standpoint disappointing but it's the first game of group stage. You you move on. Yeah. How often do you mm. see the, the that same? That sounds like a that sounds like a soft take there. I, I, no, are you getting more critical, we, Chuck, or because like, well, it's the first it. game. Let's move on. It. Sounds like a big giant excuse. I want a hot take from you. You look like uh, you know, one of those cows outside of a Chick-fil-A billboard right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're not getting a hot take from me. It's my someone else, day, someone baby. else said someone else said Chuck's dressed like a tennis lesson. <laughs> 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 oh man! Hey, it's my birthday. Only positive vibes for me. Unbelievable! Um, oh, now it's positive vibes. You want us to be going in hot 
to join yeah, you, you guys you, you guys were supposed to entertain me i'm i, I was supposed <laughs> to bring bring the flames out let you guys take it i'm i'm, I'm not That's getting fair. in this all right fine well chuck we appreciate your appearance i don't know if you're going to stick around and talk with us about the club world cup but uh you know we, we're going to take you away from your your i don't know your 300 hundred dollar bottle of wine but um <laughs> uh of course, I'm going to be here. Bottle. Club that's a $300 club. glass, right. Jimmy. That's true. I apologize for, for that disrespect, Chuck. All right, so let's talk about the, the, the Club World Cup. It's been announced by FIFA that it's going to be happening in the States. It's going to be expanded to 32 teams. So maybe even Chuck's New England Revolution have a chance to play in this one. And it You'll is going to be <laughs> it's, it's going to be a remarkable couple of years and summers here for soccer in this country you got the copa america next summer we have the fifa club world cup which has just been announced in 25 we got the men's world cup in 26 and apparently there's been a co-bid with uh for the u.s to host the women's world cup in 2027 which would be next level i mean if we can't win people over in the casual fan as to why this sport is the best in the world after this these four consecutive years i don't know if it's ever going to happen so i'm excited that um we're gonna have so many people exposed to the beautiful game in 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 a great way and also in different ways. Like a lot of it has just been the international level. Now we actually have club teams, which I think brings out a whole different set uh, of, of fans it's, it, in terms of how they support. We, I think, in this country support our national team like a club team. But most other uh, fans around the world seem to, to support their national team. And yeah, maybe, maybe not with the same fervor that they do with their club team. And now that it's expanded Jimmy, to 32 teams, it's going to be pretty sweet. Jimmy, do you think the San Francisco Glens have a chance to get into this? Year? I hope so. Up the Glens, baby. We're crushing it in USL League 2 right now. The steamrolling people. And our women's team is next level. They're, they're number one uh, in our first ever year in existence uh, ranked. So anyway, I'm excited about the Glens. I mean, imagine if we could get in. We got to actually get into the Open Cup first. So baby steps, Chuck. But uh, I appreciate that. But yeah, Club World Cup coming to our shores. Heath, I'll come to you on this. You know, what, what do you think the impact of the game could be here? Because when I think about MLS's perspective, they obviously want teams in this competition, but we also have the Leagues Cup, we got Open Cup, we got MLS, the regular season in general. That's a that's a that's a pretty full calendar already. Now we're adding this. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a uh, a turf war in terms of you know attention spans throughout uh, you know summertime, right? You, you talk about. Like you said, that League's Cup is going on. You've got uh, MLS All-Star Game. You're going to have all these teams bringing their tours. You've got that new Champions Tour. You've got, um, I, I think, Relevant Sports Group are trying to bring another uh, club competition uh, to the U.S. as well. You've now got the Club World Cup. You've got, like, it's 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 a lot of things going on. Uh, good for the game if you get the legitimate top players uh, in all of these things, right? I think there's been a little bit of a, a, a trust lost over time with, big teams coming over and, and, you know, you getting to see Brahim Diaz, not Brahim Diaz now, Brahim Diaz four years ago uh, when he was, you know, just could be a a good player at Real Madrid type of thing, uh, playing in a game versus the big stars that you're, you know, spending hard earned dollars to be able to see. But ultimately the more official competitions you have, the more, the more big players people can, can see or interact with and whatever. So it's, it's, I think where we are now and where we're going to be in the next few years, nobody knows how, how much of like a hockey stick curve of growth we're going to get, but um, it's bringing more attention to, to the U S and to the landscape. And, and um, again, more, more dollars, I think is good for the growth of the sport and legitimacy of trying to validate this thing that we all work so hard trying to make real. 
Now, now, Chuck, let's talk about the runway now because it's all looking roses for this 2026 World Cup. You have the Copa America next year with 16 teams. It's going to be a nice little appetizer for the World Cup. Then you got the Club World Cup, which again, to Heath's point, it's really going to expose hopefully a, a new audience to a different style, right? It's not international, but but they're international club teams, but not international national teams or whatever it is. And that's going to be a nice little appetizer as well to the main course of the, of the World Cup in 26. I mean, how important do you think it is for the U.S. to get the Club World Cup? Or do you feel like we didn't really need it now? It's just going to kind of crowd the schedule. There's no cl- cloud in the schedule. The <laughs> more, we want more. We want more. It's, it's an incredible time, I think, for us to have uh, so many international tournaments based here in North America. Think, think about how many kids are going to be influenced to play the game. Mm-hmm. We're world superstars here on our soil. Is only going to promote the game. It's only going to, I think, be in a position to advocate for for more people who don't come from 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 money. A, a player, a kid like me, to see so many stars, to see so many teams, to see so, so see so many games. I'm going to be all about it. I'm. I'm. This is a sport I want to play more. It's so diverse. I want to be in in a situation where I can you know, call these games, promote these games, analyze these games so that we have more players wanting to play the game. And then the coaching is only only going to get better. The more exposure that we have in this country, the, the better it, off we are as, as a whole for, for parents, for coaches, for teachers. It's, it's an exciting time. I mean, I, I don't think I ever predicted that in my lifetime to see back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back top-top-top tournaments all here on American soil. So I'm hyped. I just hope that we have a club team that can make some noise that, that is involved in this tournament, you know, so we're not there yet. I mean, a lot of people talked about roster rules with Messi coming to the league. It may not change this year, but I would assume that the conversation has already started for next year. Start, start an MLS season more DPs, more money to fill to fill your rosters, because mm-hmm. in order to compete in in a in a tournament like this, you need to have more depth. And in order to have more depth, you need more flexibility with your roster and, and more money. Wow, that sounds. I almost thought you were Steve Trundolo there for a second with that answer. Like <laughs> he said that right after uh, LAFC lost to Leon. Is it not uh, true? Captain. No, Is it's it totally true? true. I'm just giving you a hard time. Now, now let's last topic, and then and then we're going to send everybody off on their way, and the, and they can be in their feelings about the U.S. Men's National Team performance against Jamaica in their one-one draw. But you brought up Leo Messi. We're talking about big tournaments that could be watershed opportunities and moments for the game in this country. But Leo Messi's coming in, and. I bring him up because Inter-Miami got their cheeks slapped 4-1 by Philadelphia Union today. And even though Sergio Busquets is looking like he's close to signing with Inter-Miami as well, I don't know how much they're going to change Miami's fortunes, to be honest. Yes, they're going to improve the team a little bit, but and, and I could see them scraping into the playoffs. And then, of course, they get in the playoffs, playoffs anything can happen. I, Sa- I, Sasha? Guys, Sasha, all, all anybody Sasha wants is like an ooh and an ah. You give me, you give me an. All I want is one. If I'm paying, I don't care what the money is. If I'm going to see Messi play, give me one ooh and ah, one Meg, one little turn, one something. I'm like, that was money well spent. You know, money well spent. I don't know. Wait, Go ahead. Let me say one Meg per game. No, like, like give me, a, give me, give me like a, a a nasty moment from him per game, 
And he'll give you that. He gives you that every game. Something. Drop the shoulder, go the other way. I'm like, okay, here, here's my money. I'm good. Playoffs. Not worried about that for now. What do you, what Chuck? You said something about Sasha Kleshin, right? What would Sasha yeah. say? Sasha Kleshin on MLS 360 said, given their schedule, by the time that Messi joins the team, they're going to need X amount of points. By that time, because Miami are abysmal, atrocious, that they're not going to be able to get enough points to get to 43 points, I think he said, um, by, by, by the end of the year. And there's, yeah, nine, there's, nine, there's nine damn teams who get in the playoffs. I know. I know. That's, that's, that's embarrassing on a lot of levels. I, I, they're also going to be in the Open Cup. I think they're going to be trying to push for that. They're in the Open Cup semifinals. And they're already talking to Hard Rock Stadium. If they can get past FC Cincinnati, which I think is going to be a, a tough test uh, in general. But uh, if they do get to the final, they want to they wanna host it at Hard Rock as, as opposed to their smaller stadium. And then they got Leagues Cup, right? That's where he's going to be his first game against Cruz Azul on July 21st. Uh, those tickets are going for $1,000 a pop. I think the minimum, which is crazy. Uh, imagine you have a family of four. You're, you're in, what, four or five grand with parking believe. and food. I can't believe Crazy. Chuck bought a box for that game. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> bought a suite, bought out a whole suite. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, yeah, we're going to yeah, leave yeah. it there. And Soccer We Trust, it, it's done. Mm. It's done. We're going to be done here. We're finished. So thank you for listening and supporting. As always, happy birthday to our very own Charlie Chuck Wagon Happy birthday, Davies. Chuck. Keep we it love rolling, everybody. Man. And uh, we love everybody thank else you. for hanging out with us. Make sure you tune into the next one as we preview the St. Kitts game that's happening again on June 28th. And that's it. So on behalf of producer Des, hey, producer Jimmy, Alex, Keith, uh, Jimmy, and Chuck, Jimmy. and Chuck's health gone, is yes, wealth. Health is wealth, Chuck. Health is wealth, Chuck. I mean, wealth is health all is wealth. wealth. Health, health is, is wealth. wealth. But as you know, wealth is also wealth, Chuck. But health is wealth. <laughs> Happy birthday, man. <laughs> all right, we'll Thank see you guys you. later.